Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to another grand and glorious day in the best little city in America. And it truly is a grand and glorious day. Although, I I was promised sun. Where is the sun? I was promised sun. <laughs> uh, we'll spend the next two hours on the Patrick Lally Show, engaged in energetic and entertaining conversation on local, state, national news and politics, music and culture, government secrecy, and government secrecy. Uber producer Dan Peters is in today. He is in today, which is awesome because he's been gone for a couple of days and he'll be handling the latest news and weather for you good people out there in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thanks for spending some time with Dan and I today through your radio, in your car, maybe on the job site, sitting at a desk somewhere in a fine, fine office setting, streamed live on KSO.com or on the KSOO mobile app. Get out there and get your app. Makes your life so much simpler. All of a sudden, you know, the sun's shining when you get the app. Okay, maybe not, but at least you got the app. Remember, you can always follow along on Facebook Live or our Twitter feed, which is at P. Lally Show. And since Dan is here, there'll be stuff on Twitter. Because when he's not here, it's a little more limited. A little more limited. Those fingers don't work as fast when you're talking and doing that. No. I, you know, I have enough challenges, Dan. As you know, as Dan witnesses on a daily basis, my many, many, many challenges. A steep learning curve. It's steep. Steep learn. You know, we've been doing this show now for like nine months, and I still am terrible at running the board. <laughs> That's not true. This is the magic behind the magic, right? Oh, you're you're sufficient. <laughs> One day I hope to be more than sufficient. That's been my aspiration for some time since early in my childhood. They said, Patrick has the potential to be more than sufficient. You know what? I was talking about the sun just a little bit ago, you know, and it was pretty nice out yesterday. And so uh, everybody comes outside because, as we know, 45 in March has a South Dakota feels like of 65. And so uh, the B&Gs are starting to open, B&G Milky Way, our our fine uh, local ice cream drive-up shop. And there are several locations around the city. So I'm over on the east side yesterday, and uh, for uh, various reasons, we end up at the, at the B&G, right, getting a cone. And I get my traditional straw, small strawberry and sitting outside trying to, it was, but it was, you know, it was 45 degrees and the sun was going down. But I'm, I'm looking at these kids, right, there. there's a, a, like three brothers with their dad out in front of the B&G. And, you know, they, they're like, oh, it's summer. So they're wearing, you know, basketball shorts and T-shirts, right? Because that's what you do in your kid. And they've got their ice cream and they're going to be outside and they're just shivering, but they're not going to give in. They are not going to give in. They're going to eat their ice cream. They're going to be outside and they're going to wear shorts. I don't care what you say. Resolute. (laughs) It was awesome. Just standing there watching them. I was cold, so I knew they were cold. Uh, Hey, you know what else happened today, Dan? What else? This came across my email. Uh, Hy-Vee Sanford Legends. Uh, which is Legends is the big uh, uh, sports clinic deal for the kiddies. In yeah, the, with in the all summer. the different sports involved in that, yes. And yeah. it's a mo- fun fundraiser as well for local sports programs. Yeah, and they give scholarships and they do all kinds of stuff. So they l- released their list uh, for the event, which runs June 9 through 17 now, or 7 through 19, bit of dyslexia there for me, 7 through 19, June, uh, all around the city. And, you know, it's kind of, so here's the list. It's a pretty impressive list, as it always is. A lot of people like this one. Adam Thielen, all-pro Minnesota Vikings wide receiver. You remember him? He was the Minnesota State guy who's become so good for the Vikings. Yes. He's awesome. Small small school guy. Yeah. Here you go. Johnny Bench. Johnny Baseball. Big Red Machine. Hall of Fame catcher from the Cincinnati Reds. Robert Parrish. The Chief. The Chief. Hall of Fame center from the Boston Celtics. Kirk Heinrich which he works here now, so that's not. But he's Kirk Heinrich's still a big deal. Retired NBA guard. Uh, he was an All-American at Kansas. He, uh, when I was working in Sioux City, uh, he, was he, I think he was still playing there. Sioux City West. Sioux City West stands out. And yep. 
maybe the only Sioux City West standout <laughs> ever. But he was great. Uh, he'll be here. Andy North, two-time U.S. Open champion, who's part of the Sanford organization now. Uh, Jocelyn Lamoureux. 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 I don't know. Olympic gold medalist in hockey. She going to bring that thing with her? I Bring I that would, bling? Wouldn't you bring it everywhere you go? Well, it'd have to be in a controlled environment because oh. there's only so many of them to go around. The, only the team got those things. So yeah. They're pretty rare. You can't get one on eBay? Unless someone else, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're hawking it, but I doubt it. Uh, this one, a lot of people like C.J. Ham, Augustan University graduate and Minnesota Vikings fullback. He has also exceeded expectations in his life. Uh, ben Nguyen. Nguyen? When? Nguyen. When. That is a uh, Vietnamese name. I got. I should be able to say that now. I have known plenty of people with that name. I should be able to pronounce it. And I think he's, I, I, I believe he has punched Jeff Turn. Really? Yes. I think there's video of it. Oh, I'm going to shake that man's hand. He is an MMA fighter. Is he from around here or he's just been here before? He's been here in okay. in, the, in Sioux Falls before. And then Logan Storley, also an MMA fighter, uh, one of the most storied uh, wrestlers in South Dakota history, Logan Storley. I think he was, is he the only guy to win six state championships in wrestling? Maybe it's five. I can't remember, but it's a lot. He started early. Actually, Ben Wynn is from Sioux Falls. Oh, well, there so you I go. Knew it, well, I knew there was a local tie. Well, there you go. So that's the lineup. Pretty, pretty, pretty. You know what they need more of in this lineup? I'm going to have to talk to these people. We've got to get somebody on the horn. i got to talk to these people about getting some cyclists in there. I think it's time, don't you? It's time we have some bike racers as part of uh, High V Sanford Legends. You may have to get a little bit on that because I think that would that would be a part of it. Yeah, triathlon maybe. I don't know. We're going to talk to him about that. Okay, we'll, Logan Storley. Well, for the record, six-time yes. state champion, four-time All-American at the University of Minnesota. Yeah, so he the man could wrestle. Let's just get that out there. Webster High School. I yeah. think he's the only South Dakotan with six titles. I think there were some fives but he's the only person to ever have six. Lincoln McElravey, five. Oh, yeah. Kirk Woolman, yeah. 201 and zero high yes. school record. And I don't know how many titles. I don't think he got the... Uh, I, I think he got five. Part of it was I think they changed the rules bef- to allow kids who were younger to wrestle varsity. Correct. And that was part why he got six, Logan. But, yay, don't take anything away from him. He got, guy got six state titles in wrestling. That's amazing. Four-time All-American at the University of Minnesota. That's awesome. He'll be here. So that's the uh, that's your High V Sanford Legends lineup. Just a, it was just announced mere mere uh, minutes ago, like like an hour ago. So you're up to date here on Information 1000 KSOO. By the way, we have a fantastic show for you today. Our guests include a frequent guest on this program, local blogger Scott Erisman. He'll be in studio to talk about the mayor's race and other city issues, including I would imagine. We're going to talk about how the city can't seem to get their story straight on uh, this uh, this uh, audit, the safety audit of the falls. State blogger Pat Powers of South Dakota War College, always in on Wednesdays. He'll join us to talk about the legislative primaries. He'll be in at about four. Scott Hudson is our weird friend of the day. Scott's got some thoughts on uh, some broader social issues, and we're going to talk about that. And Dave Lucchese, Lucchese, he is the organizer of what's known as Breweriana, Breweriana which is a big sale of beer-related merchandise and that antiques and such, you know, like the signs. You got your related bar signs, beer signs and such. Everybody wants one of those, right? And I will have a P&L statement just after the break. Today's topic, yes, it's the march to secrecy by the city, city and how they just can't seem to get it straight. That's all coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. 319 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. That's what we'll do. We'll get a little closer to free here on the PL statement on the Patrick Lally Show. Special thanks to our friends, the Bodines from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, for 
the theme song to the PNL statement. Okay, I didn't really ask them, but you know it's a radio station, so we can do that. Uh, but I'm sure they would appreciate being played every day as the intro to the PNL, when we look around at the happenings in the world, the news as we read it and we see it, and uh, discuss sort of the things that strike me. And uh, you know, yesterday I was talking about this. Uh, safety audit of falls park uh following the that was allegedly done in 2016 um and has come up in uh the wake of the death of a five-year-old girl down at falls park uh and five years ago we had another death kind of in the same spot because of the foam and we know the details there the tragic details and at the time uh of uh you know last week after the after the drowning, I believe it was Monday morning of last week, uh, some city officials went to police briefing, 1030 each day down at the police station and uh, answered some questions and uh, referenced an audit that was done uh, looking at the safety of the Falls Park, you know, because and then, you know, it was done in consultation or uh, with uh, or by uh, it's still not real clear who did this thing and how. Uh, but with the uh, Public Assurance Alliance, which is the uh, organization that was created by uh, local governments to basically have insurance, liability insurance, where they people make claims against your government for one thing or another, from a, anything from a, 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 a car accident with a city vehicle or uh, uh, situations where negligence is proved on the city's part, uh, whether, you know, involving all kinds of stuff, but it's all very secret because they have shielded themselves in the SDPAA, the South Dakota Public Assurance Alliance, which, uh, as it turns out, is now run by Mr. Dave Fifely, former Sioux Falls City Attorney under the Huther administration, who, um, you know, essentially came up with the idea that the city attorney works for the mayor and not the city, really, or the city council. Uh, and now Mr. Fifely, who did a lot to keep records from uh, uh, the media and the public during his tenure at as the city attorney, is now running the PAA, which was already a secretive organization. And as I like to remind you all, that's your money. That's right. It's funded by your money. And they make settlements with your money and don't tell you who they made the settlement with or I think you can find out who but you can't find out much you can't get any details so today uh, this statement comes across the my emails out of the city and it says this Recent media reports regarding 2016 safety assessment at Falls Park are misleading. The city has communicated with the South Dakota Public Assurance Alliance regarding the risk management information compiled by this SDPAA in 2016 that included Falls Park. It is our understanding that the SDPAA is working diligently to respond to the media request and is making plans to release the portion of the assessment that relates to Falls Park. The city of Sioux Falls has encouraged them to do so. It is the SDPAA's decision to release and not a decision the city of Sioux Falls can make. As stated last week, any documents would be in the custody of the SDPAA and not the city. The results of the work conducted by the SDPAA in 2016 were not conveyed, were conveyed only generally at the time of the review. The SDPAA has not disseminated a report to the city. So that seems to be in stark contrast to what was said earlier. This is classic Huther. Um, And when I say Huther, I mean, of course, Mayor Mike Huther, which is the, 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 the tactic here is don't answer any questions and then blame the reporter for getting it wrong. We've seen this before. And the fact is, the reporters are going by what they were told following the death and what they were able to get from the administration at the time. They were reporting what they were told by the people, Reagan Smith, who's the who's like the risk management guy, and Don Kearney, who's the park department's guy. Go back and listen to what they said, okay? 
they said this this uh, uh, audit had been done, and that no uh, further uh, safety measures were recommended. Now they're saying they haven't even read it. The mayor's saying, "Oh, we haven't even read this thing. Nobody, we uh, we haven't even seen it." It contra- this statement today contradicts what they said before. I haven't seen all the coverage in all the media, but I have seen enough. And but. What is what is in this statement doesn't change the inherent secrecy of the process. The city's blaming the PAA, which is the an entity created by local governments with local taxpayer money. What's to hide? It should be open in its entirety the day it was written down. Period. 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 If there is a public safety interest here, we all need to know it. There is no reason for the city to protect, cover their butts, if that's what they're doing in this regard. I have said, as I said yesterday, I've said before, I don't think that they need to go to great lengths to try and rope off the river. I don't think that's going to work. But I want to see the report because I want to know what these people said. Okay? I want that information to be able to make up my mind. I want that information to know whether my city is negligent or not. Turn it over and turn it over now. This idea that they'll turn it over to us when they're good and ready, when they've had a chance to go through and vet the thing or take out whatever they want to take out is crap. They work for us. They work for the city. That's our money. If you have put us at risk, if you have put our money at risk, if you have put people at risk, we want to know. Don't give me this dog and pony statement. It's classic, Uther. Classic. Open up this government and open it up now. That's the bottom line on today's PL statement. You can agree or disagree with me. I'm sure many of you do on either side. Email me, Patrick at KSO.com. Follow us on Twitter at P. Lally Show. Let's hear what you have to say. It's your money. It's your city. Take it back. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk with Scott Hudson on Weird Friends, and we'll talk about some broader social issues. It's going to be fun. Stick with us. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Three thirty-five on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. And little replacements, which always welcomes in uh, Mr. Scott Hudson for Weird Friends. Scott, thanks for taking some time for us today. You know, whenever you play that, it's probably the perfect intro for me because I have anger like the few minutes before as I'm like preparing about what I'm going to do. But that just brings a smile on my face. <laughs> but it kind of gets you jazzed up, too, especially Alex Chilton. You know, that's oh, a true. great song. Uh, that's true. I don't play it enough. I'm going to start playing it all the time. Every break, Alex Chilton. There, oh, I have no problems <laughs> with that. We'll just pick it up from wherever we left off. That'll be exactly. Uh, get me through the whole day. So, Scott Hudson, you uh, come on here and... We talk about music, we talk about culture, we talk about everything that's going on in the world. Uh, we try and talk about music, but sometimes we just get off, we get it off uh, uh, track a little bit. Um, yes. So, but, so, you know, what's on your mind, man? Just let, open a vein. Well, okay. <laughs> first off, first off, a little disclaimer, self-disclaimer. Yep. Everything that I say applies to both parties. Okay, so... I don't want to hear liberal bias, conservative bias, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's, that's all baloney. Mm-hmm. But I read a great quote today in the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. Extreme partisanship is not about intellectual courage. It's about winning. That's right. That's exactly Doesn't it. Doesn't that say it all? That's everything that's wrong with politics today. You know, so, I, had a, I had a very similar conversation about that this morning with a conservative friend of mine. Really? Mm-hmm. Very, very similar. I, it just—it's—it's so. It's I'm going to get to my point here a little bit. I yeah. mean, that this is why I—I I, I don't understand people that just can't handle the fact that other people have different opinions, and those different opinions should never be heard by anyone anywhere. And you know, 
if, if you see people that are young people that are talking a certain way, that means they've been indoctrinated. But yet, if they talk the way you like, it's like, well, they've had proper learning. <laughs> yes. So obviously, I'm getting to the to the the nasty attitude I've seen about the uh, the, the marches from this past weekend involving teens and young adults. I. I I don't understand how people could be so mad that uh, that others were marching to uh, to promote their beliefs. It's, it's no different than you know. Everybody has a right to have demonstrations to to spread the word that they want spread. Whether you're pro-abortion, anti-abortion, pro-guns, anti-guns, even pro-American Idol fans can have their own little demonstrations. I don't care, right? Mm-hmm. It's part of the. It's part of the. The, the, the deal with our great country, you have that right to express an opinion. There's no constitutional right that says you don't have to hear anything you don't agree with, which I think is missing. Um, but what really bothers me, these were young people, and the hate isn't just in, you know, people saying to themselves, uh, you know, they're just kids, what do they know? I mean, these kids are getting death threats. Yes, you know they're getting they're getting tweets, you know, and direct um, social media things, you know, basically tell call them every name possible, and you know why are they being demonized? I I don't understand um, that. I don't understand why anyone, you know, there's you know me, I'm a very opinionated person, you know, especially when it comes to music and things like that. I would never like tweet to uh, Kid Rock that I think his music sucks. <laughs> That's right. You'll I mean, say so his I music sucks, but... Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I, you know, and the thing is, it doesn't do any good to do that. It just, it just makes them feel stronger for, the, for what they're pushing for. It just, you know, completely reaffirms what they're doing. Well, and I think, okay, I think it is one thing to say that... Um, when you're young, you are full of energy and things seem to have more of a uh, path, a, a black and white path. Yes. And I and I get that. And and but that's part of being young. That's part right? of growing up. It's part of growing up. And yes. and putting your ideas out there is part of learning. Yes. And so if you want to disagree with what they're saying and. Sure, everything that they're saying about the NRA is not exactly right, and everything they're saying about every right. single gun is not exactly right. But don't marginalize them for wanting to have an opinion and having an opinion and expressing that opinion. Yeah, and, and the other weird thing about this whole thing, these people that are so angry will believe anything that is said negatively about these people. Mm-hmm. So over the last few days, I've seen the most ridiculous rumors spread around as facts i've seen uh obvious photoshops of that one little oh, girl God. tearing up the constitution that come on that's not even a good photoshop no <laughs> i mean use some common sense and i even saw remember 10 years ago britney spears she got went crazy shaved her head and then hit attacked a car with a golf club yeah I, i've seen pictures of that circulating as this girl from this past weekend oh and people actually believe this. No, and the other thing, I think it's the same uh, young lady from uh, the uh, the high school in in Parkland, and she somebody was just tearing her a new one because she has a, a Cuban flag on her arm on that jacket yeah. she's wearing. Well, I mean, she's her her family is Cuban, all right, and right. and people just going off on how she's a communist and everything else, and, and I'm like. <laughs> Come on, man. I, if I have an Irish flag or a Dutch flag on my exactly. arm, you know, exactly. <laughs> there's a lot of Cubans in Florida. All right. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, it has absolutely nothing to do with anything. Um, yeah. And I've seen other photoshops of that jacket, you know, with some things that are, you know, clearly weren't true patches. I, I just... Let's stop with the hyperbole. Let's just look at the issues, look at the people that are, that are bringing these issues to us and make judgments on what they're saying, not 
just jump to, oh, I hate that person. I hate this. Blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> we're smarter than that. Yes. Well, yeah, we are. We should be. It's it's really bad. It's really bad. I There's no, like, decent conversation, except right here on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000K. Exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Scott, uh, I agree with you. The... Um, do you do you have what have speaking of music or what are you listening to right now? Anything good? Uh there's been a few records that've been good. Really, uh, uh, the new Super Chunk album is fabulous. Um, it's kind of politically tinged, so that's pretty good. Um, a band, a, a noisy band from the early aughts, just reunited called Hot Snakes. <laughs> Here's a good one. They got a great great new album out, and then uh, there's some singer songwriter guys. Oh, uh, Reckless Eric, who was just here last spring to put on one of the best shows I've solo shows I've ever seen. He's got a new record coming out in two weeks and his wife, Amy Rigby has a record out too. So it's a husband wife pairing of two great records. That's awesome. Uh, Scott Hudson uh, opened his vein for us today and we appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Scott, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks. Coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, as we discussed, this is that is what this is. Uh, David Lucchese, he is a, uh, a organizer of Breweriana, Breweriana, and we'll find out exactly what that means. But it involves beer gear. That's next on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand K S O O. And if you promise to go with me, then we'll take the world like kings. And at 3.48 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we are joined in studio by uh, Dave Lucchese. And Dave is organized this thing we like to call Breweriana. Breweriana. Dave, what is Breweriana? Well, it's anything associated with, uh, with the brewing of beer, whether it's advertising pieces or cans, containers that the beer was contained in, uh, um, you know, napkins, trays, uh, openers, uh, all of that stuff falls into a category called breweriana. Well, you've come to the right place, Dave. I like beer. And I will say, full disclosure, Dave was kind enough to bring beer. Which we will not drink on the show, but we have... Oh, I just got Dan Peters. Uber producer Dan Peters is now looking through the window. <laughs> but uh, uh, so it's it's just beer paraphernalia, right? And you have an event coming up on April 22nd at the VFW. And I was shocked because this is the 41st annual Breweriana show. You've been doing this for 41 years? Well, I haven't, but our, our club uh, fired up about, uh, I might have been about 42 years ago, and they've held a show every every spring since then. Uh, we've been in Sioux Falls now for 19 years, and every year we host it at the uh, VFW Club uh, down on South Minnesota. And our show basically has uh, oh, a bunch of collectors and 40 to 50 tables of all this breweriana that we described. I mean, stuff from the late, 1800s all the way up to present day and all these different pieces are for sale uh, we've got a bunch of experts there too that can provide information on on your collectibles if you bring them in so it's a fun event it's a great opportunity to uh, get a neat brewery on a piece for your basement man cave uh you know even if you have an antique booth uh, you might you might stock up on a few of those pieces so so it's a fun event, and, and there's a lot of neat stuff there. So essentially the, the tables are just collectors, right? People who have this stuff and want to resell it. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and, and sometimes you get multiple pieces, and you just want one for your collection. And so, so if you sell those pieces, you can uh, possibly buy another piece yeah. for your collection. It's sort of an addiction. It's sort of like the Antiques Roadshow for beer. It is definitely, and and you'll see pieces that that you you can't believe. I mean, signs and uh, oh, and neon signs and and all of these different types of things. I mean, it was amazing what they used to advertise beer uh, back in the '30s, the '40s. Uh, anything from lighters to matchbooks to pencils to to napkins, uh, all of those things uh, were used to advertise beer. Now, that's awesome. The uh, And the signs. Uh, just talk about the sign for a second because that always seems like the the grail, the holy grail for beer collectors are those really cool old neon signs. 
Yeah, you know, and and they they are they tend to be expensive, but this is a good place to pick one up. Uh, often, you know, you go to auctions and you have a lot of people competing against each other for one of these pieces, and and I think the collectors here are often just trying to get what they have into it. They they're moving on and picking up another piece, and so. And so you can get something fairly reasonable. Uh, and there are quite a few neons for sale there. There's also old signs from the 30s, whether it's Budweiser or Pabst or, or some more local uh, uh, brews, uh, Schmidt beer out of, or hams out of Minnesota. Yes. All of those are available. Um, South Dakota Brewery is a little tougher because we, we really didn't do much brewing uh, after Prohibition. So there's a few of those pieces at the show, but uh, those are a little more costly. Has the um, world of uh, craft brewing, whether it's home brewers or uh, the, the, the growing number of breweries around here, has that increased the interest in Bruriana? I think so. Uh, the BCCA states that, you know, back in the 1990s, I think the advent of the Internet combined with the resurgence of, of microbrewing uh, did sort of uh, create a, a, a spike in the number of people that were interested in, in Bruriana, and, and, and it's held to this day. So, so uh, it's not what it was in the 1970s when every third or fourth uh, high school kid collected beer cans, but, <laughs> but, uh, but there's quite a few people out there interested in this stuff, and so, so it's kind of fun. How did you get interested in it? I was one of those third, I was that third or fourth kid that uh, walked the ditches and hung out in dumps and, uh, <laughs> and collected, these, uh, collected these cans. And I grew up in the Chicago area, so the pickings were pretty sparse. Everything was pretty picked over. But, uh, but yeah, that's what we did for, for fun in our spare time. What's your crown jewel in, the, uh, uh, in your collection? Oh, I've got a, a Fox Deluxe can out of Chicago from, uh, it's one of the early ones from the mid-1930s, and oh, that can probably sells for six, $700. So. Fox, F-O-X, Deluxe. Correct. And that was a, a beer company in, in the Chicago area? Yeah, and in fact, the, the story goes along that my father grew up in the Chicago area, and, and his dad would send him downtown uh with two empty bottles of Fox Deluxe when he was about six years old, and the guy at the bar would fill him up and send him back home. So that that sounds about perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So the the show is Saturday, April twenty first. I think I said twenty second earlier. Is it is Saturday, April twenty first, at the VFW Hall, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, thirty six zero one South Minnesota. You'll see it there if you don't know where the VFW is. It's right by. There's a. It's right. At the end of Minnesota, or before you hit the interstate. Yep, right uh, on 229. And uh, it'll be fun, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Right. And it's a cost anything to get in, or you just wander nope. around? Uh free admission. That's pretty cool. Dave Lucchese, uh, Breweriana, is coming up, and uh, he's been kind enough to tell us about it. Thank you very much for coming in. Thanks. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, we're going to chat with Pat Powers from the South Dakota War College blog, followed by another blogger, local blogger and friend of the show, Scott Erisman. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Three fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Coming up on Saturday, Easter Egg Scavenger Hunt downtown. That's 1030 to 330. You go to the Cookie Jar Eatery in downtown Sioux Falls. Families can explore the shops while collecting candy-filled Easter eggs for free. Pre-registration is required. Go to eventbrite.com, eventbrite.com, and you'll find it in there. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, we're going to chat with Pat Powers from the South Dakota War College blog from up in Brookings. And Mr. Scott Erisman from SouthDakola.com, local blog, and we will chat a lot about city politics. That's all coming up next on The Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four oh six on The Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we bring in on the phone, and because it's Wednesday and on most Wednesdays in this time slot, we have Pat Powers. He's a blogger from Brookings under the South Dakota War College moniker. Mr. Powers, thanks for uh, giving us some time today. I'm glad. Thanks for having me. And uh, 
Uh, it's uh, kind of an interesting week in South Dakota politics. Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of folks don't pay real close attention to the buildup to, but this is where the this is where the the base of any campaign is really built, and it was the deadline for uh, folks to get their petitions in to be on the legislative ballot in well everybody, but the legislature in particular. Correct, correct, and uh, we had our statewide. It, it's the deadline for those running for partisan political office. Uh, they had to have their petitions in by 5 p.m. yesterday or uh, sent via registered mail as of 5 o'clock yesterday. Yeah, it always it always is, blows me away because sometimes it can take up to a week, a week for somebody's petitions to arrive at the Secretary of State's office. Oh, well, correct, correct. And it goes through the state mail system. And, and I think... Uh, uh, one of the attorney general candidates in uh, in when he was running for state senate here a few years back, his literally didn't show up till Friday of the uh, election week. So they'll they'll linger out there for a while. Yeah, that's pretty wild. You would think there would be a better way by now, Pat. <laughs> you know well, every time every time they try to pass something, uh, it, it gets uh, the devil's in the details, and then they just end up scrapping it. <laughs> That's right. Let's not change anything now. Um, you know, I was looking at your blog a little earlier, and the thing I was, I, I was just kind of blown away by this. So, our old friend Laura Hubble, who is always going to run for something, uh, I think you call her the eternal candidate. She's from Sioux Falls. She actually was in the legislature at one point, and now she just runs all the time. She is, was going to run for governor and couldn't get that done, and now she's going to run. For Senate, state Senate. What's going on here? Well, and, and uh, I was uh, in a lunch with several people, and uh, we had just literally just finished having lunch. And uh, I, I was walking out, and I pulled up my phone and, and looked to see who had filed. And, and lo and behold, there, Laura Hubble had filed for the state Senate. Uh, and that comes literally a day after she was uh, noting on Facebook that she didn't feel she had enough of a cushion to turn her petitions in to, uh, for the nomination for uh, governor on the Republican ticket, and she was already saying she was contemplating running as an independent mm-hmm. for governor. Uh, but uh, And then all of a sudden, boom, she pops up, and she's got her petitions filed for state Senate. It's very strange because, I mean, it doesn't take a lot of signatures to get on the legislative ballot. I mean, what, like it's a few hundred, right? Oh gosh, not even that. Yeah. Uh, to to run for the state legislature, uh, in I, I think in most cases, uh, the most you would have to have are fifty signatures of registered Republicans in your district, or and it's based on your party's vote for governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in some cases, it's higher. Some cases, it's lower. Uh, but generally, around fifty. Uh, so it's it's conceivable that she could have had this idea, you know, yesterday, or you know, a couple uh, days ago. Absolutely, absolutely. But it doesn't. Uh, and so she is going to be running in which district? Is that? Uh, well, she's going to be running in a primary in District 9 against uh, Wayne Steinhauer, who's currently a House member in that district. Now, most of us would have expected her to run against her, uh, what we might call her arch nemesis, uh, Deb Peters, mm. uh, who's uh, moving from the House to the Senate, or I'm sorry, moving from the Senate to the House, because she is term limited out in the Senate. But uh, And actually, that might have been an easier race for her, because uh, there are two seats, and uh, Deb and uh, Laura have run close in some elections. Uh, the first election where they faced off, uh, I think there was a 40-vote difference, and then the, in the second primary where they faced off, there, uh, Deb had uh, over 100 votes difference, because the primaries are not heavily voted in mm-hmm. uh, unless there's uh, a lot of activity or a reason for people to get out to the polls. So, uh, I mean, there was probably an easier potential for uh, uh, for Laura in the House to pick up one of those seats, but she's uh, she's running for the Senate. And there's a lot of uh, conservative challenges for uh, for Senate seats this year. That's uh, there's probably uh, there's 
half as many seats, but an equal number of uh, Republican primaries in the state Senate this year as, as it are, there are the House. Now, we were talking yesterday with uh, Corey Heidelberger from Dakota Free Press blog, your lefty uh, compatriot. You are on the right, he's on the left, and it makes for a nice combination. But we were talking about the Republican primary in uh, Rapid City and the sort of the shuffling around that's going around. It involves Phil Jensen, who is a, 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 a noted conservative out there, and uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Johnson, who got in that dust up with uh, Linda Santo. Uh, what is going on out in Rapid? I know I ask you this question about every week, but there's people moving around and there's a husband and wife combination, and I, I'm so confused, Pat. Well, and, and rightfully so, because there, there are so many changes out there in, in that District 33 uh, you know, you had Amanda Scott, who was running in a five-way primary with Dave Johnson, Janet Jensen, Taffy Howard, and Melanie Torno, and uh, all of a sudden she dropped out from the House, and then Amanda Scott filed for the Senate to run in a primary against Phil Jensen, and I, I don't know of anybody who knows where that came out of it. I believe Amanda Scott's on the city council there, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, there's no particular... Uh, affiliation with any group out there, and I couldn't tell you if she was conservative or moderate, but all of a sudden she drops out of the House race and runs for the Senate. But that's actually, for her, on an electoral basis, that's probably a better move, because in that House, uh, in the House race with so many people in, the two people with the highest name ID are likely going to win, and that would be the two incumbents, Dave Johnson and Taffy Howard. And so if if Amanda wanted a chance to win a seat, it's probably better taking on Phil Jensen on a, on a one-to-one basis because uh, in the past there's been money for people to run against Phil Jensen. In fact, there, was, there were some particularly nasty mail pieces mm-hmm. that have been sent out against him. And, and Phil, has, uh, Phil has a bit of a reputation for some of his views that uh, are not just right of center, but uh, right of right. And yeah. uh, and so, you know, if you wanted to draw more of a uh, more of a difference between yourself and the person you're running against, for Amanda Scott, that's that would be the ideal as opposed to getting lost in the crowd. Yeah, it's interesting too because that's uh, uh, what's uh, Mrs. Jensen's name. She's in the house race. Yeah, Janet Jensen. She is in the house race now. I've heard with Phil being in a primary, there's contemplation that uh, Janet, who I've heard is a very nice person, mm-hmm. may. Everybody's uh, very dr- nice. Everybody's they very are. nice. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, but uh, but uh, but there's word that Janet may drop out because uh, if Phil has a direct primary, he uh, you know he and his wife may have to muster their resources mm-hmm. to make sure that he uh, he fills out a, another term of office. Yeah, well, it makes going door to door easier if you go together. <laughs> <laughs> you only have one name to remember. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Pat Powers. He is a uh, blogger up in Brookings under the South Dakota War College dot com uh, URL, and you can go read his stuff there. Pat, thanks for the update. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a good afternoon. Coming up after the break, we got another blogger, Scott Arisman, SouthDakota.com. We're going to talk about city politics and, man, the craziness down at City Hall. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Twenty on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. My friends, trampled by turtles. Welcome in, Scott Harrison, SouthCola.com. I could never pretend that I don't love you. You could never pretend that I'm your man. That's exactly the way that I want it. It's exactly the way that I am. And you call me in the morning with your troubles, taking it downtown every night. I could never place the stars at night. Oh yeah, I like to just I like to gin it up a little bit here. You've been on the new grass kind of thing lately, haven't you? Yeah, well, I've been a Turtles fan for a while. They got a new yeah. record out, and I don't own it yet, and I need to get it. Just a second. Ah, oh, they're good. They're good, man. I suspect you'll be at the skate park. 
thing this weekend. That's right. I, you know, we have not talked about that on the yeah, show, and this is yeah. kind of my last chance. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's, a, a, it's the fundraiser for the skate park. Yeah, it'll be cool. Down at Icon, right? Yeah, yeah. Covers for a cause. Yep. My friend Alex kind of organized it and Zuger, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to be really neat. Um, yeah. That's going to happen, man. It's we need happen. to have one. Come on. Yes, a real skate we have park. A ten- we have a tennis court in every park in town I know. that I never see anybody at. <laughs> A few, you know, they've turned them. They're turning them into pickleball courts. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so. I, I, I wanted to comment on something earlier. You guys were talking about uh, Wallman's uh, wrestling record, and I was mm-hmm. sure chuckling. And I, I know I text you, mm-hmm. but I, I wrestled him, and he beat me in the first period. And it was funny because it was at a tournament, and I just remember my coach looking down at the schedule and seeing that I had to wrestle Wallman, and he kind of looks up at me and he goes woman and i go i gotta wrestle woman and, it, and he goes he just go looks at me while the other wrestlers are giggling and he just goes do your best i know what else could you do woman was just incredible yeah yeah one of them said try not to get pinned to the That's first all. period uh, that didn't work out no. so well there, there goes six points right he's was an amazing wrestler amazing wrestler yeah. yeah well so you can say you did that i'm i'm part of his record i had to wrestle uh, i went to high school with todd kendall Oh, God. And he was a great wrestler yes. from O'Gorman, and his dad was a coach yeah. doggy. So I got my hinder thrown around on a daily basis. That was mm. not good. Mm. I never had to wrestle him in competition, thank God. Yeah, yeah. so was. it was, well, it is. But we're not uh, here to talk about Tales wrestling. from the old days. No, we're yeah. here to talk about city politics. Uh, SouthDakota.com yeah. is where you blog about all kinds of city-related issues. Uh, the news of the day, of course, that I have been losing my brains over is the fact that the city issued this statement saying, Oh, there report. We don't, we've never seen any safety report on the falls. I don't know, which is in my mind, a direct <laughs> contradiction to what Regan Smith and Don Carney said a week ago, Monday. Well, that, and you know, as I put on my blog at lunch, I, I said, you know, you read their press release where they said they 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 only they, they briefly looked at it or whatever. And I mm-hmm. said, what is this like the Inspector Gadget message he got at the beginning of the episode? This will self destruct in five yeah. seconds. You know what they just you call know? you up and say, no, it's good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I mean, Regan Smith, who I mean, Regan's a friend, but he said in that press conference that they had this done and they said there were no improvements needed. So did he not? Did he see it or not see it? I don't. Uh, <laughs> as a as I said to a counselor the other night when they called me about this, I said, "Does this surprise you? Are you you know all of a sudden shocked by this?" And then I said, "It just gives me heartburn. I just get heartburn more and more every time one of these things comes up, and it's it's, and who knows if they're going to get it." Oh, no, I know. Pat they Starr were... requested it yesterday morning, and there still hasn't been any response from, you know, David Fifely. So, you know? um, Regan, who I see this statement today as mm-hmm. opening up with yaw and throwing Regan Smith and Don Carney completely into it, not just under the bus, but into yeah. the hole of hell. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, uh, oh, what did they say in this statement? It's just absurd. Is our under, no, 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 no. Basically, they're saying we didn't, as stated last week, we didn't do that. Where is that? It is our understanding. Uh, I'm joking for one thing. and it, the, the results of the work conducted by the SDPAA in 2016 yeah. were conveyed only generally at the time of the review. Well, this is why um, when they were trying to sell that indoor pool, that we, we, uh, we would record the uh, open houses that Don Kearney would put on because Don changes his story all the time on everything. And, you know, you know, my hope is that the next mayor comes in with a big, thick stack of pink slips. <laughs> well, I, I like Don. I like Don. Yeah, and, I, know, and I don't know if, 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 if or Don, that there's no, there's no mole list that exists. Oh, that, that Don. Well, that exists. <laughs> no, That's we don't, we don't have it. We know that there's these parks we don't mow, but there's no list. Yeah, I know. I know. And then it magically appears. Then there was yeah, a list. then there was a list. Well, because honestly, and I would say this, everybody is is acting in fear around the city and because they're all worried about why. They're all worried about getting fired. I mean, let's just be serious. And so everybody's worried about what they say and so they won't say anything because they're worried about getting in trouble. I wonder if it has something to do with <sighs> I wonder if it has something to do like with they the, Well, this has been true for a long time. Yeah. But there's, there's sort of this uh, we're going to talk about that after the break. Okay. We're going to talk about 
the muffling of we're going to call it muffling muffling we'll muffling, call it of muffling, city employees. muffling of city employees and we'll talk about that in just a second after yeah. the news and weather with mr dan peters on the patrick lally show information 1000 ksoo 434 on the patrick lally show information 1000 ksoo as we move it move into the wilco phase of the program each day lately Best Been, show at the pavilion I'd ever seen. Yep. Jesus, don't cry. You can rely on me, honey. Except for Bulgari. You can combine anything you want. I love that song. Love that record. Uh, uh, I've seen Wilco three times now. And I, I would go, I would become a complete. They're an amazing live band. That's what I tell people. I said, yeah. you might not like them on record because it's kind of an acquired taste. But if you go to their show, you become a fan. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, they get con- they get called uh, dad rock now. <laughs> dad rock? That's not fair. Come no, on now. I'm not a dad. <laughs> no. uh, anyway, we're here with Scott Arisman. He is of SouthDakota.com, which is a blog in the city that uh, focuses primarily on city and local issues. And we've been talking about all kinds of stuff, and uh, primarily the report the safety report mm-hmm. on falls park and the controversy mm-hmm. surrounding that um how we how do we get into this how do, so uh, there is there, a, there's, there's a, an assertion there's there, being an assertion there's made. a mayoral candidate who during rotary the other day mike gunn said that city employees have a gag order on him well i was pretty surprised to hear him say that because i had not talked to him and i had heard a few days earlier that this was true and we and, should say a gag order invokes kind of a legal thing from a court. Uh-huh. That's not what you're talking. About. No, it's an exec. It was an executive order by the mayor, according to my source, and um, and it's not your normal. You know, can't talk about personnel. Can't talk about litigation. This is a widespread gag order. Wouldn't you? If this were true, and Mike okay. brought it up again last night. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. If this were true, though, and I'm I'm pretty skeptical of this in that, it, how would you communicate that to city employees? What are they, 1,300 city employees? Something like that? There's a lot. Uh, I'm thinking apparently it has been communicated to them. Okay, you if it, it has. Through the HR department. Okay, it's going to be an email. It's going to be, a, there's going to be mm-hmm. a document somewhere, mm-hmm. and it hasn't emerged, right? Uh, apparently, no, it hasn't, but it. Uh, I was told that it will emerge very soon. Okay. After well, Easter weekend, we'll probably have someone who has the documents, as, as I understand it, and it was signed in 2016. I don't know what made the mayor decide to do this. 2016. Yeah. Then how? I I I I. I just I'm I'm. I know that a couple of city councilors heard Gunn say this and asked about it. And of course, kind of like the Falls Park report, they were told, "Well, that that doesn't exist." So I guess we'll have to wait and see. There's a lot of things that exist, and then they don't exist, and then yeah, they and then exist, they, and then they, they don't exist, or you can't get go, it. Yeah. Ay, ay, What's on your well, list? What's um, on your list there, Scott? What do you got? Well, what are you, you talking we'll about? Just, we'll just talk, we'll talk about the uh, – we were talking a little about, about the mayor's race. I, I had something on the blog the other day. You just had Pat Powers on, and a lot of people don't understand, and I'll just be brief on it. Oh, the Ten Haken thing. Yeah, the Ten Haken thing. And so his background, was, yeah. So he used to own Click Rain. Yep. And he'd help Republicans mostly. Yeah, that's they get elected off. Not a secret. Not a secret. Not nefarious in any way. Then the Argus had the story about the they're trying to find the trolls and mm-hmm. stuff. And Pat Powers was helping him. And then Pat was working as Deputy Secretary of State. And while he was doing that, his blog was being run by a guy named Bill Clay. Well, that's a fictional name, obviously. And so when we found out. Uh, Bruce and I found out that he was running this campaign store. Bruce being your... Cameraman Bruce. Yeah, cameraman yeah. Bruce. When we found Anderson. out that he was running this campaign store while working for the Secretary of State, we said, well, that's conflict of interest, okay? Mm-hmm. So Stan Adelstein asked Attorney General to investigate. Well, Jack Lee conveniently investigated Pat and Jason for stealing. Well, we never said they were stealing. You know, What would they steal? <laughs> you work at the Secretary of State's office. You don't have to. You don't move cash around. You don't. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. Like I joked, what the petty cash drawer. You know. And uh, so, Pat quit yeah. over the whole yeah. thing. 
And during that, he was transitioning back. There was nothing illegal. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Yeah, let me make that very clear. Nobody was charged with anything. Oh. It's just very unethical. And then Click Rain was helping Pat move around. And we have documentation of it. He was helping Pat move around his websites. And they were we, we called it musical servers. They were they'd be in Chicago one day and then the next day the server mm-hmm. was here and, and we, we kind of followed all this. And then, then eventually Pat took back ownership of his websites. But Paul's company, let's just say Paul's company, mm-hmm. was the one who was doing that stuff. And as it relates to the Argus Leader story, they right. were looking for a troll uh, against the right. Rounds campaign, which, uh-huh. as it turns out, wasn't that hard to find because David Montgomery, former Argus Leader reporter, yeah. figured it out. Right. Or probably figured right. it out. Um, and the thing about that, too, is, you know, I don't know. That, that, that story was a, f- a very interesting story by Jonathan yeah. Ellis, yeah. but I, it didn't seem to have any sort of... Um, nefarious well the nefarious part of it as heidelberg heidelberger pointed out was Corey heidelberger it's, it's, Free it, yeah it's against the law for state u- state universities to be helping out with campaigns and there's no real apparently and, and i had, and, and a and dsu claims nobody yeah. helped them yeah and, and I think paul has said they were asking for volunteers. i never found anybody right and then nobody volunteered yeah which i mean okay that's that's yeah. fine. It, it it did raise a question that about the DSU part of it uh, that raised a legitimate question, but I don't think it. Uh, the one thing that in it's terms an of ethical the, question, and that's what I point out to people. It's it's about ethical behavior by someone running for office. That's, and and that's, I would say that in in or working for state government to defend Ten Haken here, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's anything in that story that is particularly nefarious from my standpoint. And I understand that if they were. Uh, if if the senator was uh, uh, influencing DSU to use its resources to do this, that would be a thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that there's any th- those li- lines are those dots are not connected. Story, uh, and I haven't seen anything that connects yeah. any of those did, dots. Did give you an example. I had a troll on my site, and I did some digging. But Midco, by law, can't give me mm-hmm. who that person is on the IP. Okay, so I hit a brick wall. Like I. I can't. All I know was the IP was traced to the city network, mm-hmm. and this person, the library, the library is what the city IT department mm-hmm. told the city councilor that. Well, then I, it becomes anybody it, but. Yeah, yes. and then it, I thought it was funny because okay, so this person went down to the library at ten in the morning, made nasty comments about a counselor, left. I'm assuming they didn't sit there for four hours unless they had a big book they were reading. Came back. And then came back at two in the afternoon, made more nasty comments. And then later that night, they went to their own Midco account, I'm assuming at their home, mm-hmm. and made nasty comments. So why didn't they just make all the nasty comments from their Midco account? Mm-hmm. Because they were making it from... Okay. Yeah. And you don't you know, know. But you I don't know. know who it was. It's an assertion. You can't, and he that's asked, the same problem asked, that Ten Haken you know, had. Yeah. Um, trying to, he was working for mm-hmm. uh, the Senator Rounds campaign. But it is troubling that he would try to get university students to look into this. Well, we don't like know I who said, did that. I mean, really, yeah. there was conversation about it, and we have not seen all the emails. No. Somebody leaked those emails to Ellis. John Obviously. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's never going to yeah. say who it was, which yeah. is fine. I wouldn't want to know. Which surprised me because I thought Gannett's... Uh, well, somebody has to policy know. on that. So, well, if you have the emails, that's the source. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The source isn't the leaker, but you would probably mm-hmm. need to know. Mm-hmm. I, as an editor, I would want to know. Mm-hmm. I would demand to know. Right. Yeah. But that's that's not going to come out. The uh, uh, the point about Ten Haken, though, that I think in terms of the politics of the campaign is that it sort of uh, he's not controlling the message there. His mayoral message now is caught. People didn't know the extent to which he was involved in Republican politics. I mean, I knew, you knew, people yeah, in politics. A lot knew, of people don't know. But that. the general public didn't know that's. Click Rain was this place to build websites. But mm-hmm. you know, other people. Jolene Letcher has done work for mm-hmm. Republican candidates. Well, definitely. J, uh, Greg Jamison had a whole uh, video uh, production company built around doing political work yep. for Republican mm-hmm. kids. These things are not secret. No, and that's that, that's not unethical in itself. The, the thing is, is that when you're trying to um, the trying to get you know students to do this, or you know moving someone's website around so it doesn't look like he's doing something 
wrong while working for the Secretary of State. That's an that's an ethical thing. And well, I the t- ethical and I, issue I would say here is for the Secretary of State, which mm-hmm. eventually came back, among other things, came Who back to it? bite him because he can't. <laughs> I, though, as a private businessman, yeah. but all I'm saying is that the the what it does in terms of the politics of it, in terms of this mayoral candidacy, is it demonstrates to some people that Paul Tenhaken has been much more politically involved than he has. Very been. partisan. Yes, very partisan guy. Running that for a nonpartisan, a nonpartisan well, race, and you know that's fine. That's yeah. the way it, it, it's mm-hmm. a nonpartisan race. You can mm-hmm. be a partisan. Mm-hmm. Jameson's a, a Republican member of the legislature, mm-hmm. so that. But it it's it's just it was very interesting. Yeah, and speaking of that, because we were going to talk about this a little bit, there was another mayoral forum last night. The Oakview neighborhood had a mayoral forum. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! We got to take a break. Oh, okay. and you will come back and we'll pick up with mayoral forums because this is awesome we will be right back on the patrick lally show information 1000 ksoo 448 on the patrick Maybe lally show the sun will shine today the clouds will blow away Maybe not that is the wilco we continue wilco hour on information 1000 ksoo It's nice this morning. Yeah. Kind of went away. So uh, we cranked everything up with uh, turtles at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now we're bringing it down with uh, "Either Way" by Wilco. I will try to understand way. Sort of a theme for the day. I will try to understand either way. That's <laughs> that's a good philosophy for life. Uh, we're back here with Scott Arisman, who is, of course, the owner, author, and uh, uh, driving force behind SouthDakota.com. Though you don't write every post. You have some contributors. I write almost all of it. Almost all of it. Mm-hmm. And I ask... Uh, Bruce once in a while throws me a bone. <laughs> I used to have some contributors, and then they all chickened out because they all got high-end jobs, and they don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, well, that's tough. Life's yeah. tough out there. It is. The uh, uh, let's. You were talking about another mayoral forum. Yeah, there was one last night. Oakview neighborhood put on one at Hope Messiah. I watched a live stream, which I should have went to it because it's echoey room and it was hard to hear. But there was a part where they asked the candidates, and you guys did this at the Argus too when you were there, and uh, they asked the candidates, "Who would you vote for if you weren't in the yeah, race?" It's classic. And you know, some of them never answered it. You know, and Jameson said. He's he knows Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul supported him when he ran last time. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but and um, Greg said I would I would vote for Paul, and he says he says Paul and I are a lot alike except I'm older and have more experience. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good line. It's a good line. And then Paul said he'd vote for Greg. I mean, what what are you going to say after that? You yeah. know, yeah. you you said on your blog you are voting for Greg Jameson. I am. Why are you voting for Greg James? I, you know, surprises me a little bit. Um, you know, Jolene's my second choice. I think I, I want to tell people, if you don't like Greg, please at least vote for Jolene. You know, I know that she probably didn't want to hear that, but I mean, I, the only thing that Jolene is missing that Greg has is experience, and and Jolene's very smart. Don't get me wrong, and I know she, but she's got a learning curve there. And that was about the only thing that worries me about her. But everything else about her is fantastic. I mean, she's just got a lot of enthusiasm. She's got something that we haven't had in a mayor. Well, for one, she's a, a woman. And for two, um, she has, I tell people she has passion and compassion. Something that, you know, we've had a lot of mayors with passion. <laughs> but how many mayors have we had with compassion? You know, and I think that's important. You know, a lot of people think, well, no, you just need to run a city and don't worry about that kind of stuff. And it's like, no, that's very, very important to have compassion for people because you just have to. You I deal mean, with it all day, every day. You deal with it all day. It's, not, it's have not a numbers game. Yeah. And not that Greg doesn't have compassion. I think he does, too. Um, but she's got a lot of it. And I think that's wonderful. And um, you sign his barrel. But I no. Oh, yeah, I did. I did at Marlins one day. I, I did sign it. I didn't sign the barrel. Yeah. Well, I, I almost, you're in the media. Well, he keeps and trying to get me to sign media, the barrel, you know? and I say, I'm not signing it, but I might write on there, I won't sign this barrel. <laughs> he's not going to let me do that. But I just, I tell people, I throw all my cards down, and he's the only one with enough experience to do it. You know, some say, well, Jim. Well, not really Jim, you know. 
Well, I mean, Greg only did two terms. I mean, Craig did two terms. Jim yeah. did one. Did one, and then I mean, never it's, ran what's for a the second. difference? I, I we don't have enough time to go into the differences between all of them, <laughs> but I just I just think Greg's the most prepared. Um, you know, now some people say to me, "Well, gee, you're just all in and blah blah blah." No, not exactly. Um, you know. Uh, He's just, that's the one I'm voting for. And mm. that's, you yeah, know, you got to pick one. If you, it's kind of like Hillary Clinton and Trump. I didn't like either one, but I had to pick one, you yep. know? And so you can't just back out yeah. by saying, well, none of these people represent me. Right. Yeah. You got to pick one. You got to pick one. And you know, so that's, that's would where you, I'm would at you, on that. I would say this field though is as difficult to, I mean, some people will know who they want to vote for right away, but it's as difficult. You should. It's I already as, voted. It's a, as difficult a field mm. to handicap as any we've ever had. It is. It is. And I'm still keeping my ratings where they're at. I'm thinking Greg's going to come in first and Paul second, Jolene third, and Jim fourth, even though I think there's a good possibility Kenny might bump out Jim. But I'm going to keep my ratings where I had them about a week ago, and I, I think that's where it's going to be. And I actually believe that Greg's going to do really well in the general. Um, there's been talk that he might even knock out that 50 plus one. Now you're just, that's complete. It would be crazy. Your credibility that, well, that just would be, went down the, the. Well, they're saying it on the 10 Aiken side too. There's right. people on the 10 Aiken side are saying the same thing about Paul. All right. And I said, so, you know, I'm like, happen. you don't want to, I don't think. So. The election, the first round is April 10th. The runoff is May 1st. Yeah. Uh, early voting is open. Erisman's already voted. So he's, Fast, he's all in. And, fun, and it was busy when I went there. Too. Yeah. Uh, Scott, thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you, Pat. See you soon. Mm -hmm. We're going to finish up here in a second. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 4.58 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. That's Radio Clash, so that means it's the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Still, no sun. I'm looking out the window. That's your weather report. No sun. I'm very disappointed. I was promised sun. And so is Joe Strummer, clearly. He's mad. He's mad all the time. Uh, next Friday, April 6th, this first Friday downtown. It's a, always a gas. Special day of shopping, art, and entertainment in downtown Sioux Falls. You visit a variety of retailers, artist venues, and restaurants. Enjoy free and discounted activities at the Washington Pavilion. Hey, everybody. We probably won't be here tomorrow because of the Twins game. Good Friday's a holiday. If there's a huge rain out, tune in. I'll be here. Otherwise, we'll see you Monday. Go Twins, baby. Information 1000, KSOO.